0: it's time for that hero stuff bro that hero stuff oh how are you doing on the day of today This is James Hall, and welcome to Restoring Heroes, real biblical manhood in a counterfeit world. Oh, how are you doing? How are you doing? How are you feeling? I am feeling good. Look, heroes, I got a treat for you today. I got a treat for you today. I have no other than Pastor Greg Trout on the line. Say hi to the folks. Hey, everybody, good to be with you today. How you doing, heroes? See what I'm saying? He is good at it. He's ready to go, prompted and ready to go. Now, uh, Greg Trout is the pastor of Fair Creek Church in the Fairborn Beaver Creek area. Um, the church I attend and have been attending for like five, six thousand years.
1: Has, uh, has it been that long? Yes, yeah, it's, it's been, been five, that long.
0: Yeah, man, you wow. have been having deal with me for a long time. So <laughs> that's your fault.
1: <laughs> uh.
0: Um. But we go get right to it today, man. We're talking about leading under pressure, leading under a crisis. i um, talking about the tough decisions we're gonna have to make as men, all those things that that God calls us to do um, under pressure or under uh, uh, under a, a pressure center situations and things like that. So, without further ado, Pastor Greg, look. Um, the, the government has been doing a whole lot of things, you know, and oh, I, yeah. I want, I want to know how you are, are leading and how are you, are, you are pastoring and handling this thing in this time of crisis?
1: Well, I mean, obviously, <laughs> obviously it's a day to day process. It really is. I mean, we, we have done so much. Uh, in the last couple of weeks, that we've, you know, things that we wouldn't normally do. I mm-hmm. think you know, uh, sometimes a crisis uh, shakes you up to a point that it's like, man, uh, maybe maybe we were doing some things that were just uh, did, were unnecessary, <laughs> oh. you know, or whatever. So there've been so, there've been a lot of things that have uh, have come out of this that I think has really been really good, at least for us as a church. When I watch the the leaders of the government, I mean. You know, I, I could probably start on on something here, and uh, it probably would stir up a lot of people's thinking or well, whatever. Do, do but what you got to do. I, I think I think sometimes we um, we get kind of rooted into our, our ideas about what church ought to be like and what it has to be. And honestly, uh, you know, I trust what you know, what the Bible says when uh, when Paul taught the early church. You know, especially in Rome when. Roman government was, you know, I mean, they were probably terrible, the way they treated Christians, the way they treated the church. But even in Romans, it says you gotta, you got to follow the, the God-ordained authorities of government that God puts in place. Uh-huh. And realizing that, really, we serve no other power but God's. But when God puts the power in place over us, I don't think we have a, anything else but to, to follow their lead. Okay. And... You know, the only reason not to follow, I think, when a when a government official says that would be if they do something completely counter counter to what God would say. If uh, you know they're going to going to push us away from God, then yeah, that's a completely different thing. But what I hear um, our government officials doing now, I think they're doing everything they can to preserve life. And uh, you know, none of us know what this really is. I mean, I think people are either approaching it with chaos or they're approaching it with skepticism. Yeah. And and so, you know, no matter what view you take on it, um, really, I can tell you what God's view is, and that's, you know, we, we need to follow what the government officials tell us to do. And so, you know, I mean, now we're under an order uh, from the governor to stay at home as much as possible uh, until like April 6th. Well, that takes us now for more Sundays that we're going to be out of service. Right, know, out of right. So, yeah, what it does is, I believe it gives the church an opportunity now to really assess how we do church. I mean, is it about being in a building? And, you know, look, I know Scripture says don't forsake the gathering, you know, uh, of, of yourselves together. And, and make sure, you, you know, you're, you're prompting each other to, to get together. Don't forget it. You know, Hebrews 10 is very clear about what it means there. But yeah, that's in a different circumstance. Yeah, isn't that okay, That was a, a different g- circumstance? Yeah, isn't that more neglecting and, it, and not exactly? Yeah, exactly. It's all about the heart attitude, which you know everything in Scripture is about the heart attitude. All right, so if the heart's right, then you're definitely going to be you're going to be doing the right thing. That's I, I always say. Make sure your heart's in check. So for us, we're just trying to be creative about how we're engaging the the, the church. And we're not stepping back from our our mission or our vision at all. Matter of fact, we believe it's time for it to be more alive than ever. Um, you know, because you come to our church, you know, we have a mission statement that we put out there, and it really is basically Jesus' words. Uh, just just we we've, we've reworded it maybe a little bit in a sense, not in a sacrilegious way, but <laughs> we we uh, we believe that we're here to lead people to a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. And we're going to do everything we can. To lead them in that growing relationship, and so we have an incredible tool uh, given to us right now—the the internet and online tools that we have—give us a way when we can't be together to actually be together and to hear the same message, to have the same focus, to be reminded, even to pray together. Like this, this coming week, I'm going to—I'm uh, going to be leading a prayer session on uh, on Wednesday night at seven o'clock. And it's for anybody to to join in, um, we're trying to to get that all set up on YouTube now on a YouTube channel. And um, so we're making sure we're using uh, the best, you know, best opportunities, best platforms possible to bring God's people together. But also, I think, to send a message of hope, because for, you know, up to this point, for people on the outside of the church, people who don't normally come or people who are unchurched. Yeah. They would have to come into the building for the most part to really experience it. Well, not now. You know, it's available to them just as much as anybody. And if you wanted to invite somebody, it's so easy. Just tell them to look it up. Yeah, you know, they you're all, right. have, to have, is a, all they have to have is a smartphone or their or, or their computer or a device of some kind. And they can look this up and they can, they can actually experience it themselves. And I believe this could be a, an incredible time that God could be drawing people to himself this way. And, and so we just have to be faithful, just not stop. We, This isn't a vacation. You know, this isn't a, a time to just sit back and watch Netflix. I honestly haven't even really watched much TV. I've not really had a lot of time. God has filled the time for me uh, doing other stuff. And, um, I mean, I'm taking time, you know, but it, it's, it's a step away from it a little bit. But uh, I think this is a golden opportunity for Christians in the church and uh and quite frankly heroes that are ready for doing some real hero stuff i, I totally agree that that's what's going to be so.
0: um how did how difficult was it for you to um come to the decision to uh shut down or things like that because there, there is some criticism out there from um i mean there's a whole lot of people that believe that um this is just conspiracy theory old stuff but believe that this is just a test for the government to see if they can get all the churches to shut down and and things like that and and and, you know all this criticism towards the church and we'll hit that in a little bit but how difficult was it for you to make the decision um to to shut down and and things like that sure well
1: i mean um obviously you know to make a decision to do to stop doing something that you've you put so much investment in every week. You know that's that's a difficult thing to do, and 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 to know that uh, the people that you're really trying to build up and encourage, you're not going to have personal contact with them. Uh, you know that's 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 hard. Quite honestly, it's brought tears to my eyes. Uh, you know, multiple mm. times thinking about it. But I also know, and quite honestly, I didn't make that decision in a vacuum. I I made it with other. You know, other uh, men in the church that are the leaders, our elders, and and the other pastors of the church, we we made that decision together. Um, of course, you know, I gave a directive and and, and kind of led it a direction that this is how I believe we should do. But we, you know, we went back and we examined Scripture, and we we don't we don't see that the government is trying a, any conspiracy here. Right. And if they are, then you know we're we're erring on the side of a, being obedient. Uh, to the Lord on this to follow the leaders in, that are over us. And so we're just doing the best we can then to turn around and lead the people well that we are over ourselves or that we're, we're trying to lead through and shepherd. And so, the, you know, I mean, yeah, it's a killer to say let's don't have church as in a service. Yeah. But I think it's time for us to say that doesn't mean we don't have church i mean and i'm not even talking about online services i mean that that's a great thing that we have to be able to do it but i mean there is opportunities for us still to function as the church and to support each other and pray for each other and and i mean think about some of the free time now that you didn't have before that you could, you know exactly. you could do things you know we took a walk my wife and i took a walk yesterday and you know charlene well uh love that girl she's uh now, besides, besides being hot, she's just a really great wife, and, <laughs> and so she so must be next that, to she,
0: you messing with you.
1: you no, know, <laughs> she's not. She's not. But uh, you know, she <laughs> she uh, she might hear this, so I got to make sure. You know, there you go, taking care of it. So anyway, um, uh, we we took a walk yesterday, went around, and we we went up and rang doorbells of our neighbors in our neighborhood, and we stepped back, you know, a little bit away from the door, um, good distance from them. And we just interacted with our neighbors and asked them how they were doing, and we were we were blessed by it. I mean, it was really great to, hear everybody, and and they all were just like, yeah, you know, we should we should get together and have have a great party when when this is all all said and done. And I said, you know what, you're absolutely right, we should. And so now we're in the process of figuring out okay, how do we have that party when uh, when we all can, can come out of exactly. our houses, you know. But we've got, we've got an, a couple of elderly people. We have a cancer patient that lives just right down the block from us. We have mm. different people, and, and it gives us a chance to just reach into people's lives. And I, I'm just thinking, man, if we all did this, if, if every believer just reached out to their neighborhood right now, if everybody just, just went to the neighbors that are just surrounding them, you know? And, okay, so you live in a neighborhood with, you know, several Christians. Great. Then the, the neighborhood... It comes together, and imagine what God could do with that. Um, but, you know, even if it's, uh, you know, I don't know how, how how you and I did this, but, you know, we didn't run to the store and stock up on all this stuff. Exactly. I mean, we, we just didn't do that. Um, God's provided. We have not really had a need. Um, and so we, I, I think we forget how blessed we really are, in, you know, in this country or anything, just that we have have, we have so much at our access, and there's a lot of people who don't. And so, why hoard it when there's so many people who need it? So, I think it's a great opportunity to reach out to your neighbors, share what you've got if they need something, run to the store for them. You know, um, if if somebody want, you know, you, you just surprise them. You know, if you're going out for takeout, you know, and you're getting a pizza, get two. Take one to your next door neighbor. Right. Right. You know, don't don't ask them. Just take it to them. You know, hey, here this here's this. Because most people are gonna say, Oh no, we're fine, we've got it. But just reaching out and giving them a gift and saying, Hey, we we just we wanna be good neighbors. And one of the guys yesterday, this is really great. He he just said, You know, I, I just he said, I wish we all I wish everybody was doing what you're doing. Going around, you know, if, if everybody in our country would do, you know, he started on his little, you know, soapbox about talking about if everybody do this, why well, think if every Christian did it? Can you imagine the impact? Yeah, right. We would find out needs. We'd actually, actually might know our neighbors, you know, instead of just (laughs) driving in, walking in the house and never knowing who they are or anything. I mean, we, uh, we, we kind of isolate ourselves anyway. And I think this gives us great opportunity, I believe, to reconnect to people. Uh, I think it puts a hunger in everybody's heart to do it too. So I, I just, I see that being such an important part of this. So, yeah. That's uh, what I'm encouraging our church to do. So, um, I, you know, so I'm encouraging you too. Right, <laughs> all the I hear heroes you. Heroes that are listening, you know, get out of your houses. You know, like, come on, uh, let's do this, fellas. And there's no reason for us to just sit around. Um, we need to be, we need to be doing some things, and uh, we can do it within the the restraints, you know, that have been put on us. We can still do it, and I think that that's what's important. So, let's uh, let's look for for God to use us.
0: Amen. Um, and, and one of the things, um, it doesn't, it's kind of been bothering me is, um, um, about the, the, the church and it's not, I guess it's some outliers that are using like Psalms 91 to like say not, not only, you know, the Lord, you know, we don't have to be worried about disease and stuff like that, but using it as a sense to say that we cannot be sick or we cannot uh have no no pestilence is we cannot get sick as christians and this is and some little clips and stuff i see of people talking about that it's a faith issue if you're not if you're not meeting up it's because you have no faith and i i know from what how you teach and you know what i've been reading is like i don't think psalms 91 is supposed to be prescriptive <laughs> like <laughs> yeah
1: like no. I, I think that was that was uh, especially that psalm in particular was something that I'm sure that they brought out and read at times to remind them of a time in which um, they were they were not doing what they should have been doing and they were reminded to be doing what they should have been doing. And in this case, um, you know I, i'm I'm going to tell you and, and not that not that it's not true, but Jesus himself, you know Jesus said, In this world, you're going to have trouble. Come on now. (laughs) You know, you're going to have trouble. And and got to remember, he's the one who is going to anchor us in the trouble. And so just because someone is sick, uh, or just because someone... They're sick because this world is broken and because there's sin in this world. And and this world has disease because this world is broken. Mm. And the only fixer to that... It is Jesus himself to fix our hearts, but we will go through those things, and it it doesn't matter. Our faith is about believing that Jesus Christ can save us from our sin, and, and it's not a measure of how great a Christian we are if we're, if we, you know, if I get COVID-19 tomorrow, okay? Right. Um, obviously, I don't really want it. Right. Uh, <laughs> you know, I do not I don't want to go through these symptoms i mean nobody would i don't want to have it because i don't want to be quarantined you know <laughs> i don't you know i don't want to be stuck somewhere and not be able to interact with people um but i would probably just get on the phone and call people i mean that's all i'm gonna you know yep but the whole point is is i wouldn't want it, but it doesn't say anything about my faith that i got it come what on it now says is, is I, I live in a broken world that is full of germs they get passed from people to people, and and when when that happens, that doesn't mean I wasn't a good Christian or that I had sin in my life God's punishing me for or anything. It's because the world's broken, period, mm-hmm. and in this life I'll have trouble, but thank God I have him to lean on, and mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about this. And can he do a miracle in my life? I just answered that question uh, a little earlier on a, a Q&A, a live Q&A session I did on Facebook. Uh, for our church, and, and I answered the question, you know, sometimes miracles, um, the greatest miracle we see it isn't about being healed of, of illness or, you know, being raised up from, you know, something horrible in our life or or whatever, and, and, and it isn't based on a measure of faith we have. The only requirement of faith we have is to have just enough the size of a mustard seed to believe that Jesus Christ can actually take our sin away and forgive us. Mm. That's the greatest miracle we see going on today. Yeah.
0: Now, so oh, gets, you know,
1: some people are going to misquote scripture. Oh you yeah. Know, and it brings gonna, me to,
0: uh, I don't mean to interrupt you, but as there's a point I want you to talk on, Uh brings me to sure. like how Satan tempted Jesus. Um, remember he was fasting for 40 days and 40 nights and, and Satan started tempting Jesus. And he said to jump off this building and, And Jesus used Psalm 91. No, Satan used Psalm 91, kind of twisted it a different way. Um, And Jesus said, like, you won't tempt the Lord Lord, your God. Like, well, I'm not, basically, I'm not doing that. (laughs) Why would I do that? Why would I tempt God? Why would I put God to the test like that? And it seems like that's the, the stance that people have. When it comes to either obeying what the the law of the land saying and, and keeping yourself safe and and also and things like that, it seems like that's what they're they're doing with uh, with those scriptures is is trying to test and tempt God. Am I off base? You think I'm off base with thinking that, or
1: no? Let me let me just say this: one of the reasons why, I mean, honestly, the real reason why we have we have closed our services has nothing to do with really, I mean, ultimately doesn't have anything to do with the fact that the government told us we had to, because the government has not done that. You're the right. government has not come out and said churches must close. They are recommending it highly, and they're really saying, please stay at home. But they still, even the governor of Ohio, who has has really strongly ordered this to be the case, to stay at home, did not say churches could not meet. He actually made a big plea to the faith community to be to be communicating with the, you know, and taking care of the needs of people and everything. I mean, he he was not at all trying. So if you're using government as an excuse that we're trying to close, let me tell you why we closed. We closed because uh, we have a saying around here um, that says, what does love require of me? And we use that in our church a lot. And, and so that's that's the question we ask here. What does love require of me? Do I love other people enough to close the church door so we're not together and we're not spreading disease to everyone? Right. Um, I mean, that's I believe that's exactly what needs, needs to happen. So this really is more about the love of Christ and showing that to other people than it is um, about, you know— being upset with the government or following the government's rule to shut the church down but let, let's just say this something you cannot shut the church down no government can shut the church down because the gates of hell cannot even prevail again
0: right look at the look at our history bro we ain't never got shut okay, down before. that's exactly right
1: it, it is not and just because we maybe couldn't meet in a building does not mean the church is shut down all right. Uh, Jesus himself said, I'm building something here that, uh, <laughs> you know, there isn't going to be anything. So, you know, when, when Satan tempted Jesus, like you mentioned, I mean, he's tempting the author with his own words. Mm. You know, he's trying to get the author who wrote who who was there through his spirit, you know, to the to the writer of Psalm 91. He's trying to tempt this author to go against his own word. He, you know, he should have known. <laughs> I mean, that was all about Jesus authority you know, mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> he wanted to, check. what he was testing was his humanity, he wanted to see if the humanity was going to win out and obviously uh, <laughs> obviously it did not right. you know, Amen. I mean, Jesus was not going to sin, he couldn't sin, alright, it, it wasn't an option for him out there whether he could or not, you know, was this a possibility uh, no, because he was God alright, he wasn't going to sin, he's holy uh, so, so <laughs> Uh, but Satan was going to do everything he can. And let's face it, Satan will continue to do the same thing over and over again because he's not a creator. So, yep. God's the only creator out there.
0: How, what advice would you give, uh, to, to the, to the men out there that are, are kind of in a weird uh, position like me, for example, like I, um, I'm used to working eight hours then coming home, you know what I mean? but since yeah. the, the quarantine and the, like I'm a school teacher so the school is shut down and we don't even Not know yet. if it's opening up yet uh, this year um, like what advice do you have for men who are at home now um, and they're still trying to lead because i am telling you what I struggle with I still need to be busy and being productive doing something or I'll go crazy absolutely, <laughs> so,
1: absolutely.
0: like what advice do you have for men some practical
1: things Okay, well, first of all, I, I'm going to say this. Number one, take care of yourself. Self-lead, all right? You've got to self-lead yourself. You, you've got to take care of you. And so that means, I mean, here's an opportunity for you to do some exercise. I'm not talking about over-the-top strenuous. If you can't handle that, just take a walk. But, but get up in the morning and, and, and do not, do not uh, just lay around in the same old clothes you slept in or whatever. Get up, put clothes on um continue to do the normal things shave <laughs> you know i see guys oh great no weeks off no shaving i mean I, okay fine if you want to do a, a little uh COVID 19 beard and show it off at the end okay that's fine but but you know what i have never heard of
0: that before
1: <laughs> that is yeah.
0: funny and you might well, have just <laughs> started something
1: <laughs> yeah okay okay there you go guys Grow your COVID 19 beards I, I think the point, though, is um, you know, you, you don't want to get into a rut and find yourself depressed. Yeah. That's what will bring more depression to a man quicker than anything is just having no purpose. And if you, stay, if you stay in your sweats all day, you need to get up put real clothes on. Um, I'm going to encourage you that if you're a single guy, this shouldn't be a problem. You should do this. But if you're married, don't expect your wife to get up and make the bed. You get up. And you make the bed. And you know what? Let her sleep a little bit. And get up and go make some breakfast. Amen. Make it for the kids. Get the kids doing something. You know, play a game with the kids first thing in the morning. Let her sleep in. She does this tirelessly. You know, let let her have a break. And especially, I mean, if your wife's at home all the time, you know, then that's one thing. You definitely want to give her a break. But if she's at home, too, because she can't work or she can't do something, I mean, come on. Give her a break. Give her a chance. I mean, I'll tell you, the sexiest thing a man can do is vacuum the floor or or let his wife sleep in and and make breakfast to the kids. Mm. So, you know, I mean, come on now. That's the (laughs) best thing. So I I just – that's important. So self-leadership is is critical here. Get out, take a walk. Uh, You know what? Clean out your garage. Um, You know, uh, go through – you know, the other day – I'm, I am. There are just some things that bug me around the house. And if it bugs you, if it's bugged you for a long time, then do something about it now. You got an opportunity, you got time. Right. Do some things that are getting you motivated. And let me just tell you, now's the time to read a book. And a great book, I think, I mean, you probably heard of it. It's called The Bible. Oh, yeah, amazing. yeah, yeah. Yeah, amazing, amazing, yeah. I mean, but you don't have to stay just in that. I mean, listen, there's so many great books out there. I'm reading one right now by Craig Grishel. It's called Dangerous Prayers. Incredible book. So I would highly recommend it. But, I mean, you know, just, I mean, you don't have to greet it all at one sitting either, you know? Um, But, excuse me, um, I don't have, by the way, I don't have COVID-19. I just coughed.
0: Yeah, Um, yeah, that's okay. You can't get it through the phone anyway, so we good.
1: Oh, okay, good. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't even think about that, but yeah, okay. But, um, I didn't want anybody to be worried about me, you know, because I'm sure that would be the case. Anyway, (laughs) so... But here's the here's the thing. I think we we too many times we see times like this and we get lazy and we start to reel back. You know, I've got yard work to do. Uh, I'm going to get my yard looking looking good. I'm going to I'm going to clean my car out. I'm, I've got uh, i got I want to be able to get to stuff in my garage. I'm going to redo my garage you know a little bit. And quite honestly, I get, I'm still working at church. I mean, it's not like I got vacation. right so i mean i got a lot to do and so if you've got work what could you do to become better at the job you have when you're working so maybe you could take some you know take an online class uh, go to youtube and look up tutorials about how to do your job better or something that somebody's doing go back to the training on the software you use at your office or you know anything like that and quite honestly guys Get on the phone and call your parents and tell them you love them, you know. Find out how they're doing. Um, you know, call somebody and say, hey, can I go shop for you? You know, uh, tell them to do their click list and then go pick it up and deliver it for them. You know, do something that's going to be of value. Um, and wake up every morning with that purpose in mind. And and then look look at it at the end of the day. But listen, your kids, if you got kids, they're going to be out of the house before you know it. If you've got free time and you've got opportunity and you have nothing else to do, you have children that you can pour into. And trust me, get them outside. Uh, don't sit and play video games with them all the time. Get them outside, play play ball. This is the time to teach a son how to how to throw a baseball and use a baseball glove or catch a football or or fish. You know, you can go fishing if you've got a lake close by. You know, it, the governor said, go to the parks, go do stuff. You know, I mean this is the time take guys get out there and take your daughters out and do fun things that they like teach them how to ride a bike you know any of the things that are there the things that you might say i don't have time to do that or i'm going to miss all this and look at what the gift god's given you mm. of all this time so yeah we step always up and do some of those things you will not be sorry we always
0: talk you about like sorry. how um like, we don't have time. Like, I would do this if I had more time. I would do this if I had more time. My friend Justin uh, was talking to me about it. And he was like, well, we got the time now. <laughs> so what are you going to yeah. do about it? Um, Absolutely. And then uh, I, there was a quote from uh, Paul Isaacs that I, I I put on Facebook. But it was it's talking about if you, if the greater tragedy, I'm definitely paraphrasing, the, greater, the greatest tragedy will be, being the same after this quarantine or after this, this, this season. Um, uh, so the truth, so repent that for what you truth. need to be repent for and all those things. So I think the greatest tragedy will, will be that your relationship with your kids are exactly the same as it was before y'all was quarantined in the house for 14 to 30 days. Like, you don't know be uh, or your relationship with your wife is exactly the same. I think that's a, that's a greater tragedy. And that's, um, I also believe that what you say about men having purpose um, is that missing link because sometimes we put too much uh, emphasis on our job, giving us identity and giving us purpose. And it's not those things that are less tangible, like being a father and a husband, and 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 being just an awesome dad and an awesome husband. Those things are sometimes less tangible to us because you don't get promoted in those things. Like you don't, I can't get a right. a third degree black belt in daddyism, like you know what I mean, or or right. you know I me mean? or right. a, a master degree in being a husband, you know.
1: Yeah, but I would say this though: so, after this is all over and your your son or your daughter comes to you and and they actually want to talk to you about a problem i want to tell you what that's better than any badge or accomplishment or anything okay so just remember that those are those are great opportunities and um, i'm glad you quoted what paul said because i just read that Uh, paul's a paul is one of my oldest and dearest friends i would say he's he's one of my best friends and uh uh, he always is on the cutting edge of stuff like that, and I think it's true. I told our, our church staff this morning, is our last time to be together, actually. We are going to uh, start staying at home and, and limiting how much time we are here and everything, and uh, we're going to be doing everything at home and, and via, uh, you know, internet conference calls and different things. But one of the things that I said this morning was is that we cannot—this is a time to— get our church ready so that when people come back it, it will be like man look at everything they've been doing while we've while, while we've been out and and it almost like we're relaunching the church as mm. if the church has got a fresh brand new start in a way and um i mean not the things that we we love and hold dear obviously but i mean but doing things better and and making sure that we're doing it with excellence because god deserves that not just good but doing it great Yes. You know, and, um, and and doing it with with the energy and the excitement that God has, has called us to, and I got to tell you, He'll give you the energy and the and the excitement to do it. You just got to be willing for that, and you can't let uh, you can't let your own you know your own desires, your own discouragement, worry, anxiety, any of that to get into the way. And as a leader, that's what I found. I I, I just I want I, I want to play one game. I hope everybody's playing a game with me here at the church. I hope everybody is playing follow the leader. And I'm trying to follow Jesus, oh. and then I'm just trying to set a pace oh. and let everybody follow with me. We, we kind of – I coined a phrase. <laughs> Whether this is new to me or not, I'd never heard it before, but I said it. It's not it, – right now, it's not business as usual. It's business unusually. And we're just going to keep right on going, and we we got to keep that mission and vision out there. It's essential, you know. Governor talked about doing only what's essential, but but what we're doing as church and, and leading and leading our homes and our families and and even even just leading in our communities and being the kind of citizens we ought to be. Um, we do that uh, because God's called us to it, and and it's essential. But we've got to lead with with the passion that God gives us and, and everything. James, it's been great to be with you today. Thanks for letting me talk to the to the people who are listening I know you've got quite a, a listenership out there and a lot of people who want to be heroes and uh, my word to you guys everybody that's listening uh, keep listening to this man he is he has become one of my best friends too and I just he's uh, kind of part of my tribe I, I look to him for encouragement and all of that so James buddy thank you so much um, for uh, for being uh, being my brother from another mother Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you, bro. We really get, we get our haircuts at the same spot.
0: So we good. Yeah,
1: we did. And, and now, and at first people had, uh, had us confused. Yeah. They used to, to, it was hard us apart. Yeah. yeah. Cause we, we're pretty tight. Yeah. yeah man. Pretty tight.
0: Yeah, man. <laughs> hey, before, before we close, man, um, there's two things. First thing, any word of encouragement uh, for those men, those heroes out there who are dealing with the anxiety? Because you know we get bombarded with news and news updates every hour on hour, minute by minute, sometimes day, um, uh, day by day. Um, we got Trump saying things. We got uh, go- Governor Dewine talking about things. We have all these things um, coming together as a head. How? Do, what is your advice to make sure that we keep our head on straight
1: and we do not?
0: Be, you become anxious about anything.
1: Sure. Well, I mean, scripture tells us not to be anxious for anything, you know, be anxious for nothing. Um, you need that. You need peace. And the only way you get peace, uh, there, there's, there, there'd be three things I'd tell you to do. Okay. Um, get your, get your face out of the phone uh, mm. and out of the internet. Um, stay off social media or at least you know, if you want to want to look at and skim it for some funny memes here and there to get a little lighter side, that's fine. But you know, reading people's bad attitudes uh, only makes your attitude bad. Um, reading reading news that is trying to politicize or push an ideology or or even even their own misinterpretation of of god's word i mean Hmm. come on, all of that's going to depress you so stay away from it okay don't look at it and say can you believe this Uh, before long you'll be saying believe this uh, (laughs) stay away from it stay away from it and don't let that be you know part of your your life you don't need that and um so um and then you know do the things that that are going to cheer you up and bring cheer to your heart and, and god's word is going to be one of those things you know take the things that are worrying you about any of this and lay it at jesus feet um now's the time to you know look at what god's given you and uh, you know say thank you god for for this you know i i, I sometimes neglect it you know any other time i would forget or neglect that i had all this but thank you god for this and you know, I mean, that, those are all important things. Um, and then, can I just say this? I mean, one of the keys is, look, when it gets to be too much and, and it's it's there, two things you can do, get outside or, or get some rest, you know? Right. Um, you know, sometimes we get under stress because we just don't take care of ourselves well. You know, eat a, eat a good diet, you know, get out and move a little bit and, and rest uh, and, and, um you can rest if you have peace, and uh, that's only going to come from leaving leaving your worries and cares at the feet of Jesus. And so, um, you might have to do that multiple times a day, but you know what? He's right there, and he's willing to take it all. He really is.
0: And uh, one last thing, I asked every guest, um, <laughs> every guest, this question: What is in your Bible? What's in your Bible right now? What are you studying? And not just for a sermon, but what are you studying? I'm, you're a pastor, so this is kind of a, a softball question. Sure. But sure,
1: yeah. <laughs> what what yeah. what
0: what is in your Bible that you feel? I mean, just what is in your Bible?
1: Okay, well, Wally, I've been I have been uh, being pretty faithful to that journal that we wrote, um, going through the Book of Mark. Yep, yep. Um, I'm preaching through the Book of Mark, but not not every verse. I'm only pick, I, You know, I'm only going through, and um, and so. Um, I uh, I basically, you know, kind of put myself uh, in the shoes of everybody in the church, and I've been doing the journal every day. And um, I've got to say that uh, that has, even though I was even part of writing some of that, uh, the questions and everything, just reading the Word itself and going through and seeing the, the quotes of Jesus, um, you know, because it, our series is called QFT, Quoted for Truth. And that's obviously a social media hashtag. And um, and so um, I just I think if I I can know the words of Jesus if Jesus said it I would a lot rather that be what that's what's coming out of my mouth than, than other things. So I've really immersed myself in this idea of what it means to be the servant of all. You know that's that's really what Mark's about. It, yeah. it shows the servanthood of Jesus, and I just that's what's it mean to be a servant. And so uh, you want to be a leader. Um, you got to be a, the servant of all. You don't just get leadership by being a by being a position. You don't become a hero because uh, somebody called you a hero. You're a hero because you're you know you're acting on something that just seems normal in your life, you know, uh, to do. And that doesn't happen automatically. It happens because you're immersed in something, you know, that's full of truth, like like the word. And Amen. So, but that's yeah, that's that's where I'm at, and. Um, I mean, I'm reading a lot of stuff, man. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> you know, what just I say. To say is, one so. thing, but I, you know, and and um, you know, I'm looking forward. I'm going to be doing um, I'm going to be doing some things on the life of Samuel coming up. So I'm, I know that name sounds pretty familiar to you yeah, for man. sure. But uh, but I'm going to be doing some of that uh, come summertime, and so I'm I'm excited about that. So I'm I'm getting back into the life of Samuel and studying that again and getting familiar with it. So it's really uh, it's really great stuff. I mean that. That book is so full of just—it's full of life, and It really is. And so, I would tell you, you want—you want to do—you—you you want to succeed in anything in life. You get to know the, the the author of that book, and you'll know him well by just reading it. And uh, so, amen. Great.
0: um So, heroes, man. That's that's all we got to say about that. So we, we're about to close. Until next time, heroes, be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men, and be strong out there. Um, Peace. Greg, say bye to everybody. Peace.
1: (laughs) Peace. Peace, guys. Great to be with you today.
0: All right, man. Bye.